Blog Talk Radio. to write down her number so that when she doesn't call in, we can call her. <laughs> Be like, hey, show. <laughs> so, so we can, like, you know, track her down. No, uh, well. Like something like that. <laughs> Not that we would actually do that. Well, not in a real life, like travel sort of way. Because <laughs> who has that kind of money? I said the pony. <laughs> yeah, I am so up. upset. What's I'm so upset. Well, I. Every once in a while, I like to get down my very first customs that I ever did, reflect on how far I've come as a customizer. I got one of them down, and I have to completely redo her. Uh-oh. Uh, like, the sealant that I used totally did something weird, and she's turning weird colors. It, I, I don't even know what this orange is. She was baby um, MGR baby that I did. Oh, dear. And she's supposed to be purple, right? And Yeah. And she's turning sort of a orangey purple brown color. Wait. It's in this room somewhere. Um, but yeah, like if I peel off the sealant, the original color that I painted is underneath, 
but it just and and you don't even want to see what what it looks like it's done to the sculpting I did. The sculpting is starting to look because of the sealant. What the sealant's doing, it's starting to look like a really, really old marshmallow. It's really gross. Hmm. But, I mean, if this is what my first customs that I kept look like, what are some of the other customs I've sent you out into the world looking like? It looked so nice when I first did them. You know, I feel like I need to start contacting people and be like, so, remember when I made you that custom pony? I was just wondering if she still looks okay. And if she doesn't, can you send her back so I can fix her? And I realize that's probably, you know, like maybe most people wouldn't bother and just be like, well, you know, we were all new once, but... I put a lot of love into these costumes. Right. And her collectors would actually want want them to continue to look the same as when they first got done. Yeah. Well, and... Oh, hold that thought. Hold that thought. And here's our other co-host. It's Summer Blade. Hey, Summer! Hey! Summer, you will not believe the crazy, wacky things that she just told me. <laughs> oh, what what crazy, wacky thing was it this time? Well, I was just telling her that I got down some of my first customs <laughs> that I ever did. The two MGR babies I did. Mm-hmm. At the very least I have to completely redo Sparkler. Baby Sparkler. Because the sealant that I used, and I can't remember if I used Mod Podge or something else, it's like wrinkling up and changing weird colors. And there's this orange color infecting it that I don't even know where the hell that came from. And I'm like, I'm peeling off the sealant with my fingernail right now. And it's just, it's made the sculpting of the saddle look like a really super old stale marshmallow. And it's changed the purple color of the body to this weird, muddy, sort of purpley, orangey, browny color. Like, it's not even evening. But I just, oh, I feel like I need to throw out all my Mod Podge. Because I may have sealed this with Mod Podge. Oh no! And if that's this is what I sell my customs with, and that's not good. <laughs> now I'm getting worried. Yeah, and so it makes me worry. Like my first commissions that I did, what they're looking like now. You know, do they still look nice, or are they starting to look like this? This is just, I am so mad. And like, if I peel off the layer of sealant and it's peeling off like dead skin mm-hmm. you can see the original color and the original color man I got it so close to the color that the pony that the grown up pony is and it's just what the heck man what, how long ago did so you do those customs five years ago 
Well, it might just be. It might have been a bad batch of Mod Podge. Has anything else you've done started doing that? Well, see, that's the problem. Is most of my customs, I don't have. Because they've been for swaps, they've been for trades, they've been commissions. I very seldom have time to do stuff for me. And when I do, it still ends up usually going to somebody else because they come over and they're like, oh, that's the cutest thing I've ever seen. I totally need that. I'm like, oh, here. (laughs) (laughs) Because I am such a softie. It's stupid. (laughs) But. But they make people happy, and, and I like to make people happy. Let's see. Let me get down um, bouquet and what well, might have just been a bad batch of podge. It might like be it might have might have been okay. just it, it might have just been an old um, jar of Mod Podge, and it was already kind of on the outs, well, and then. Except when I first started, like, customizing, I didn't have Mod Podge. Like, I had to specifically go out and buy it. So it would have been new at the time. Mm. Yeah, but it could have been okay, well, itself. Okay, That's so it looks, it looks like... It looks like it's specifically Sparkler, because t- Baby Tassel still looks fine. And baby bouquet still looks okay. I mean, I might want to redo them after I redo sparkler anyway, because because then I'm always good. When am I not good? <laughs> That's a loaded question. <laughs> Sorry. Um, But yeah, so like, yeah, spark uh, tassels and bouquet aren't looking all wrinkly and weird looking. Fred and the baby are going out to Target. Ah. Pony husband and pony baby are going out to Target. <laughs> ah. And give mom a time well, to sit here and talk ponies. Yeah. There you go. But that wasn't <laughs> the thing I was quite talking about. But that. What, my whole rant about my poor customs? No. Before that. Was there something before that? The hunting down, the stalking. (laughs) Come in and know me better, man. (laughs) I'm the ghost of Christmas present. I can't remember anything for longer than three minutes. We've been watching a lot of Christmas Carol. We've been watching the Mickey's Christmas Carol, and we've been watching the Muppet Christmas Carol, and we've been watching the Patrick Stewart Christmas Carol, which is my particular favorite. Oh, that is a good one. Oh, yeah. Oh, my husband. My husband. 
Scrooge. <laughs> yes, my husband, Scrooge. his favorite part is when uh, Fred comes into Scrooge's office and and Scrooge is trying to get Fred to leave. And he's like, good afternoon. And Fred's like, Merry Christmas, Uncle. Good afternoon. And a Happy New Year. Good afternoon. Because it's such a short, so it's hilarious. <laughs> And and of course, I have to say that that sort of zany, lovable trolling that a character Fred does in the Christmas Carol, Carol, pretty much my husband right there, my <laughs> married Fred from the Christmas Carol. Aww. <laughs> Unfortunately, we live like the Cratchits. <laughs> but that is another complaint and shall be told at another time. There you go. Well, have you ever now, I know you both have had had to have been born in the eighties, correct? Or around yeah. that yep. time. Nineteen eighty. Woo! Same here. What about the movie Scrooge? Oh, with Bill Murray. It kind of scared me as a kid. I haven't watched it in a long time because there was something about that movie that was on the verge of madness. You know, it wasn't just scary because, you know, ghosts and whatnot. It was something about the characters just seemed a little unhinged. And as a child, I found that scary. So... You mean when the ghost of Christmas Pleasant takes and hits him with a toaster? <laughs> so, I, have to, I really have to go back and watch it. It's on Netflix right now. Ooh, I must bring it up. I love that. I love that crazy, wacky, looks like she should be the tooth fairy. <laughs> Sorry, what now? It's a toaster! <laughs> that the, the crazy, wacky, looks like the Tooth Fairy, but she's actually Ghost of Christmas Present. Yeah. <laughs> and just constantly smacking him in the head. Mm-hmm. And then when the Ghost, oh. Ghost of Christmas Future, now he really scared that pants off of me. Have you guys seen the the computer animated Yes Virginia there is a Santa Claus thing that's like become Macy's poster child? No. Yeah. Well, it's pretty darn cute and I've seen it because Melody likes it, so I've seen it a hundred times. But somehow <laughs> what you were saying just now reminded me of the line where the scraggly Santa goes a penny will make a difference, Frank. That's why they call it change. <laughs> there you go. Well, see, I don't really like any of the newer Christmas specials. I don't know what it is about them. Except for except for the 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 husky puppy. Oh, I, I don't like anything with, with magical talking dogs. The dog didn't talk. I don't care. The dog was... Dogs in movies. That's, that's too much for me. 
Those I have too much respect puppies. for dogs to make them. <laughs> the only time animals should be major characters in a movie is if it's a Disney movie and if they are animated in the classic style. That is my final opinion on the subject. You want 101 Dalmatians, the animated one? Fine. <laughs> but beyond that, no. Well, yeah, Pluto, right. Pluto is good. I love Pluto. Goofy. But, but Goofy technically wasn't really a dog. Oh, actually he was. See, I could never figure it out. Why could Goofy talk, but Pluto couldn't? Because in that contin- in that universe, Goofy is a person. He just happens to look like a dog. And Pluto is a dog. Because, exactly, <laughs> because Hello Kitty Pluto. is a little girl thing. Exactly. <laughs> okay. But my mother and I were actually talking about... Oh, as long as you wear a piece of clothing, you're considered a person, I guess. Thank you. Did Did you guys hear I, that there was some, like, park in Norway or someplace, Finland someplace, they were trying to come up with a mascot for this children's playground, and someone said Winnie the Pooh, and they immediately rejected him because they think that he's a castrated exhibitionist because he doesn't wear pants and he's not anatomically correct. He's a teddy bear. He's not supposed to be anatomically correct. I know. When was the last time you had a teddy bear that was anatomically correct? And if you did, what the hell was wrong with your parents? Yeah, really. Excuse me me for one moment. Let me me converse with my counterpart here. Now, Pooh Bear, what do you say to be being called a castrated exhibitionist. And does he have anything to say? He just covered his eyes and shook his head. (laughs) That's all you can say to that, I suppose. Yeah, my response when I heard that was, well, they would be shocked to see my stuffed animals because my stuffed animals don't wear any clothes at all. That's right. Fuck naked. <laughs> and not a single one of them are anatomically correct either, because animal genitalia kind of freaks me out. So, I mean, it would have traumatized me as a child. I think it would have traumatized any kid. I that. That is just totally, completely stupid. Yeah. Well, and also, I mean, I think a better reason to reject Winnie the Pooh is, oh, we don't want to pay Disney and the M.L. Uh, Milne estate a ton of money because it's a licensed, trademarked character. Yeah. That would be, that would have been a better response than, you know, I, I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. Come cuddle with me. That's okay. I still <laughs> love you. You're the one man in my bed I feel safe with. <laughs> yeah, I just, 
That, 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 I'm, I'm hoping, because I read that online, so I'm hoping that that's not a real thing, that that's like when people just like make stuff up to see how far it'll spread. I'm hoping that's yeah. what it is. You know, I really want to believe that no one is that crazy, and if they're that crazy that they're not sitting on a review board somewhere. <laughs> Making important decisions, <laughs> but um, they should be sitting. If, if 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 they really feel that way, they should be in a padded room. Yeah, wiggling their thumbs and toes. <laughs> there you go. But um, with the basket wheel. Back to your back to your thing about a hundred and one Dalmatians. Um, Mom and I watched the show once upon a time. And they're ending the, the... Now, here's something that is just completely stupid. And this just started this year. You know, television stations are now calling, you know, they when they take a break, the winter finale. Oh, yeah, it's well, because like, they can't you know, call it a season finale because that would confuse people because there's seasons of TV. But, you know, don't call it anything. Just do what everybody else used to do. See you in two months. This is what you're going to be looking forward to. But that's a rant for a different time time frame. Um, they're bringing on Cru- Cruella DeVille, Melissa Fent, and Ursula. As soon as they okay. show Cruella DeVille, the next thing you see is you see the dogs that plays Pongo. Kind of just do that look kind of like, oh, crap, she's coming for me. But isn't <laughs> Pongo already in it? Isn't that Jiminy Cricket's dog? Yeah. And Maleficent has already died. How are they going to bring her into it? Because Emma killed her when she was in dragon form, guarding that vial of whatever true love that is the end of season one. Well, see, they will eventually, they they somehow make everything work. I mean, that's the one (sighs) great thing about this show is they make it work and they make it plausible. I don't know. I'm. I tried to watch season two. I did. I really did. But I just couldn't get past the whole Cora Regina thing. Yeah, no, that was kind of stupid, but. And I realize part of that is because of my own terrible relationship with my own mother. I really identify with Regina. So seeing her mother come back and interfere kind of makes me a bit paranoid. Yeah. Well, if you you want to hear a laugh, um, yesterday's episode, they had... um, They had Regina and um, Snow White fighting, and 
you know, fighting to the death with swords because they're yeah. under this evil spell that made everybody hate each other. That they brought out well, unless Snow White, them. unless Snow White dies, I'm not terribly interested. Oh no 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 no! It was funny. The spell got broken, and they're standing there staring at each other, kind of like, "What just?" And they start laughing like old friends. Ah, uh, you almost killed me. That was hilarious. <laughs> And it's, it's it's like one of those things of, you know, yes, she's an evil villain. Even an evil villain can turn a new leaf. Well, I like her because she's an evil villain, but she doesn't see herself as an evil villain. Yeah. She sees herself as a victim trying to get revenge or justice or whatever. And I love a villain that's filled with moral ambiguity. Even that darling Rumpelstiltskin, who I adore his character. (laughs) Mr. Gold Rumpelstiltskin. Man, that is a fantastic villain. Even he has a touch of moral ambiguity because he's clearly a little insane and really evil, but you you can't tell if, like, he's doing it because he's misguided or if he just enjoys being evil. Because you see all the backstory of him with his son, Bayfire. Bayfire? Yeah. Something like Bellfire. that. Bayfire. Yeah. And um, he seems like a, a loving father that's just not an aggressive guy, and it's at a time when that's considered very inappropriate to be a guy that's yeah. not aggressive and warlike. And so he has to become this evil, crazy person so that his son will be proud of him. That's all he wants. That's what all any dad wants, for their son to be proud of him, yeah. you know. And to save him. A touch of moral ambiguity is is really a fantastic thing for a villain. Although, I should point out that my uh, reason for initially finding Maleficent my favorite Disney villain is because there was no moral ambiguity. She was evil because she was evil and she loved it. And I respect that. But did you see the movie? I own it on Blu-ray. The new one. I own it on Blu-ray. Okay. That movie I loved it because we finally we, I finally got it on DVD and we watched it this we watched it Saturday I liked the different point of view they brought across I adore that movie I guess what I'm saying is I will always love Maleficent. Yep. Because Good, evil, or indifferent, I love her. She is my hero. Well, see, I she like is... Having... Go for it. I was going to say, she is the essence of a powerful female character. 
whether you're looking at her as an evil bad guy or a warrior queen, she is the essence of a strong female character. And she she is all of those things, both good and evil. But no matter whether you're seeing her as good or evil, she is always strong and powerful. And I love that. And sexy. She makes evil look good. Oh, yeah. Well, I want to be like, Maleficent when I grow up. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like the movie because, you know, at first they showed her. Yes. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> I got distracted. <laughs> There's a um, a show on ABC, The Great Christmas Light Fight. And unfortunately, the house started to talk. <laughs> and it kind of distracted me a little bit there. Sorry. Okay, anyway, Maleficent, they first show her as a, um, as a hero, as a protector. You know, she falls in love with a, a mortal. Always a bad idea. Yeah, always always a bad idea. Mm -hmm. I'm unaware that, you know, unaware of his flaws. And I just thought it was just so sweet when he said this is true love's kiss. But unfortunately, that became a downfall. Because that, you know, he betrayed her, and, you know, he took her wings. And, of course, she got completely pissed off. And the reason why he did it was that he can become king. Well, but see, that's the thing, isn't it? Is when you're when you're going out into the dating world, your first love is usually a complete jackass. It's like a rule. <laughs> you know, and, and you totally believe the BS. You totally believe the promises of forever and true love. And then ultimately they betray you. And you get mad. And if you're me, you get even. <clears throat> <laughs> If you're me, eventually you may have to get the courts involved. Um, I don't know what it is, but I seem to attract all the psychos. But, um, yeah. Um, but be that as it may, I mean, it's it's that initial betrayal when you from your first love that kind of helps helps you make, bridge the gap between childhood and adulthood because you can no longer believe implicitly in everything anybody says anymore because you've been hurt by the person that swore they loved you. Yep. Uh, but it, it, it helps you if you're smart. It helps you find someone who isn't a complete jerk, who does appreciate you for who you are, who does want you to be happy more than they want themselves to be happy. But 
you need to have that first love that promises the moon and then bails on you. Yep. And it's, um, it's just sort of a rule. Yeah, I agree. Then the next thing, you know, has the kid. I like how they changed the curse. Because what did they change it to? Originally, Maleficent said she will prick her finger on her 16th birthday and she will die. And it was the third fairy who said, I cannot take away the spell. But I can't mark Yeah, uh, basically the initial curse is before the sun sets on the eve of her 16th birthday, she shall prick her finger on the spindle of a spinning wheel and die. Yeah. And then Meriwether comes in and says, little princess, not in death but just in sleep, um, to await true love's first kiss. Right. Oh, so it was basically the same way they changed it in the original Disney movie. No, no, that's the original one they did. The oh, Disney okay. Movie. Yeah, that's the, in, in, the, in Maleficent, she said she will fall into a sleep like death. And Stefan begs Maleficent not to put the curse down. And, and oh, the, a sleep like death from which she will never awake. And she says, fine. She can be woken, but only by true love's first kiss. And the reason yep. why she says that is to make Stefan eat his words and to make it very clear why she's doing this. Yeah. And because she believes that there is no such thing as true love's kiss. And then she and says that nothing will ever break, nothing will ever remove this curse. But you know, you know, she said, oh, yeah, no power on earth can remove this curse, including herself, which she didn't intend. But she also, the way she worded her curse, remember she said, the princess will indeed um, grow in grace and beauty, be loved by all who know her. Yep. That wording is what causes Maleficent to take such good care of Aurora to eventually love her like a mother. See, my mother mother and I were sitting there watching it, and, you know, there's a part where, you know, the kid is going to fall off a cliff. And, you know, we're just watching it. It's like all of a sudden she waves her hand and, you know, the, the, you know, a tree catches her. And it's like I look at my mother and it's like, wait a minute. She just cursed this kid to death. And she's saving her, and my mother goes, "Well, yeah, it's you know typical revenge thing. You know, if you say you want someone to do this, you want to make sure that thing gets them, not something else." <laughs> that is well, no, true. But, it's, but <laughs> I mean, that, I mean, and that's probably why she thought she was doing it, but it was really because the way she worded it, she will yes. be loved by all who know her. And Maleficent didn't turn around and just, like, walk away and not... She she watched over the child, and she knew her. And so she yeah. loved her via her own but words. Also, 
you have to also figure also some part of her mind, she realized that it wasn't the kid's fault. Well, yeah, that's why she tries to lift the curse, but then can't. Yeah. Because I just love the part where, you know, Aurora is like three years old. And she just walks straight up to her and, you know, she's like, get away from me. And she just looks up, holds up her hand and goes, up. <laughs> and Melissa just picks her up and she just starts grabbing onto to her horns. And it's like, that just shows a child, you know, no matter how evil the person is, if there is goodness in them, they will find it. Well, I should, I, you want to, just to pull back the curtain a little bit, you know who that three-year-old, that four-year-old was? Brad and Angie's daughter. Aw. Aw. Because the only child of that age that they could find who wasn't afraid of her when she was in the Maleficent costume was her own daughter. Oh, <laughs> that is just too cute. <laughs> and Maleficent, or, or uh, Angelina Jolie said this was one of the hardest roles she's ever done because the baby that plays baby Aurora, every time she w- would come near the baby as Maleficent, the baby would cry and scream. The baby and and Angie loves kids. Angelina Jolie loves kids. So it's like it broke her heart. She's like, I'm traumatizing this child. I can't do another take. I can't do another take. They're like, no, come on. You can do this. It's fine. <laughs> Mom's right there. But, yeah, it, I guess it was really hard because... <clears throat> The kids that were old enough to know who Maleficent was were terrified of her because she was Maleficent. What? And even, I mean, the baby, you know, this is a tall, very striking woman with horns, and the baby was terrified. <laughs> well, I, I do have to say, I like, I like this, and I just love how, you know, they brought Prince Philip in, you know, to give her that true love kiss. And, you know, when he kisses her and it doesn't work, the fairies are all like, okay, get out. Go, out, out. We need another one. <laughs> Redo. I like the fact that, that, that when the three fairies are like, you want to kiss her, right? You totally want to kiss her. And he's like, but but feel weird about kissing her when she's, like, unconscious. That's kind of... It's kind of freaking me out a little bit. They're like, no, no, it's totally fine. She'll be fine. I, 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 like, him, I like him being uncomfortable because, dang, it's about time that Disney make that thing weird. Because that's weird. We shouldn't be encouraging guys to feel like that if they kiss an unconscious girl, that that makes him a prince. Exactly. I, I, I love the fact that he's like, I, kinda, I don't want to be here. You ladies are kind of freaking me out. Yeah, I want to kiss her because she's hot and all that. But I just met her, like, yesterday. I don't really know her. But then, but then you have to love it when Maleficent kisses her on the forehead yeah. and breaks the curse. Aww. 
Well, because nothing beats a mother's love. And Maleficent was, for all intents and purposes, the closest thing Aurora ever had to a mother because those fairies were insane. <laughs> I just I thought it was quite really funny. The, they like handed her like carrots to eat, and she's like what two like a day old. <laughs> yeah. Well, what uh, what that just made me insane. As someone with a child, and and my child was a baby at the time that movie was in theaters. I'm like, you can't. <laughs> Somebody take the baby! <laughs> Whose bright idea was it? <laughs> and then yeah, it was completely insane. They didn't even see her because, you know, they didn't realize that she needed milk, and they're trying to feed her a whole thing. <laughs> and then. And I, I kind of, the, my, my really, my only complaint about the movie Maleficent was the fact that they changed the three good fairies' names from Flora, Fauna, and Merryweather to things that I don't even know what they are. What did they change it to? I don't know. Something unpronounceable. Like, like when they decided in Alice in Wonderland that the White Rabbit's name was Whip Twist, and the the dormouse's name was I don't even know Melly something. Um, okay. Well, it's like I said, I that's that's the thing now is oh if we're going to be dealing with fantastical characters they must have really bizarre names. Yeah. There was nothing wrong with Cora, Sana, and Merryweather. But I, I I have to say the um when the baby was crying and you know it was hungry and Deval comes with a flower to feed her I thought that was so cute <laughs> <laughs> she's just looking up kind of like thank you finally someone's feeding me oh I love the Raven Boy. Oh, oh yeah, I love the Raven Boy. I just I thought it was really funny when you know she went, Maleficent went to get the prince, and looks up at him and goes, "Now I need a horse." And he just kind of like sidesteps, kind of like, um, um, I think I saw one in the pasture over there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you just turn around, or, or, or wait a minute, you can ride with him. Yeah, it just, um, <laughs> Maleficent is awesome. Yeah. And I have to say, you know, Mr. Um King, now, he got what he deserved. <laughs> well, he, he sort of brought it on himself, not because he was a douchebag, although he was, but... Basically, his own hate killed him yep. because Maleficent wasn't going to kill him. She gets wow. him on the roof, and she's like, it's over. This is done. That's it. We're done. That's it. I'm taking this kid with me because she wants to go. <laughs> and, and he 
can't let it go. He keeps pushing it. He keeps he he keeps pushing the issue, and as a result, he falls off the tower and dies. Yep. As well, any douchebag like that should. Is, are we allowed to say that before Ponies yeah. After Dark? Okay. Um, because I mean, really, if if someone's like just leave me alone, trying to antagonize them, you just you can't complain when it all comes back to bite you in the butt. Exactly. You know, just saying. So let that be a warning to all the guys out there who feel like they can bully women and push them around and harass them and threaten their home and their livelihood and their friends and their family and whatever. Uh, This is what happens when you carry that kind of animosity around in you. Sometimes you just got to let people go their own way and leave them alone. I agree. I think we just ruined the movie for poor Summer. <laughs> no, that's okay. <laughs> okay, well, basically, Summer, if you saw the original Sleeping Beauty, they followed it pretty closely. So, I mean, you'll enjoy it either way. Yeah, yeah I mean, no, I figured it was probably going to be almost the same story, so. Yeah, it really... <clears throat> It just shows some some history between Stefan and Maleficent, and um, Aurora becomes sort of a minor. She's she's a co-star. She's not the star. Yeah, yeah. It's it's basically it's not so much a story about Aurora. Yeah, it really just shows the reason behind why she would want to curse an infant. Especially when that infant never did anything to her. Mm hmm. So. But, yeah. um, so, I, I mean. I, I've got a quick question for you, too. Okay. Sure. Um, next week, Monday, I won't be available. Okay. So what do you guys say to a special episode? I'm fine with a special episode. Do you have somebody in mind to be on the show? Oh, yes, I do. Uh, Who would that be? Hmm. Now, should I tell you or should I not tell you? Well, if I have to be the host of the show next week, you should probably tell me. <laughs> well, she was one of the original guest stars on the show. Is it Tony Genie? 
No. Mm. Is it Lally Cat? No. Is it Beachan? No. Hmm. Is it Summer Haze? You're close. Is it Deborah Birch? Hmm, should I answer that question? I think it's Deborah Birch. <laughs> <laughs> because if it didn't really matter to you, you could tell me. <laughs> oh, I, I think it's Deborah Birch. Actually, I was speaking with her, and I told her that the show was still going on. And that my two lovely new co-hosts were dying to have her on the air. And she said she'd love to be back on the air. And she offered up next Monday. Awesome! Oh my gosh, I totally need her book on Nirvana G1 Ponies. Have you seen that? She has a book on Nirvana Ponies out. Oh, I might have and to track that down. I know. I have. You can and you can order it from her directly. Like if you go to her Facebook page, like she has a link to where you can order it from her. But I need it in like a in an insane bad way. <laughs> because I think what I want to start doing for a while, at least for me, um, is start making uh, Nirvana reproductions. For the people who want Nirvanas but aren't willing to drop a house payment on a plastic pony. Mm-hmm. Because seriously, I, I'm I'm still floored by that baby moon dancer for $8,000. Actually... It was a fake. Really? The whole the baby was real. The baby was real, but the entire playset was a fake. Wow! So the person had gathered up um, random parts from other doll sets and some My Little Pony sets and stuff. And threw it together and was hoping that someone would be gullible enough to actually, you know, think it's real and buy it. Well, even if it had been real, I I wouldn't spend $8,000 on a pony. But, oh, my gosh, that is, that person deserves to be, like, put in stocks in the center of town and have people throw fruit at them. 
that well, I take it she didn't sell the set. Somebody probably outed that sir, that person. Is yep. that why in the MLP Arena group, when Loa was trying to say we've uncovered like a scam of tremendous proportions, was that the scam? Wow. Wow. Well, it's good that somebody uncovered it, and you know there wasn't somebody that spent eight, you know, that spent eight thousand dollars and then ended up with something that was completely fake, or, or probably wouldn't have ended up with anything. Yeah, they probably didn't even have those things. They probably put together pictures, like from other places online. That's a shame. Because, you know, if they they had had the Baby Moon Dancer, could have just gotten money from that, and it would have been a legit thing and wouldn't have to worry about, you know, trying to continuously covering up a lie, but I guess somebody just got a little greedy. Oh, that is, I can't, oh. But see, this is this is what this, what we deal with now in the pony in the pony community. This was not an it, it. This wasn't as big of an issue five years ago as it was today. Yeah. Um. But man. Yeah, because the only reason why I know, I know that is because um, Deborah had made the comment about you know you know the uh, Moon Dancer um, scam, and I was like, wait a minute, is that the one that's like for going supposed to be going for eight thousand dollars? And she goes, yep. Wow. Yeah, that is just. Oh my gosh. Mm-mm-mm. Well, I guess it pays to do the research, just but. Well, I mean, I guess that's why I'm glad that even though I really love Nirvana ponies, why I'm not. I'm glad that I'm not willing to drop that much money on a pony. <laughs> because. Moondancer is my favorite pony, and if I was, like, the sort of collector who was willing to spend that much on a pony, I might have tried to spend that much that much on the pony. Yep. But that's also, yeah, it's just, oh, I'm, ah, people, why you do this to me? It is so hard to keep my faith in the pony community when stuff like that happens. Oh, yeah, that's understandable. And it, but, it, I mean, at the, at the same time, there's there's really no way you can police that unless you know for sure that it's not a real thing. Like, if you're a moderator of a group, but you don't know anything about Nirvana's, for instance, there is no way you would be like, hmm, that seems suspicious because people are allowed to price their stuff at whatever they want. Right. I can price a popsicle stick for $10,000, and if someone's willing to pay me $10,000 for a popsicle stick, woohoo! Mm-hmm. That's between me and the buyer, right? But uh-huh. at the same time, but, but there's this, 
idea that that group moderators and moderators on the internet like it's their job to be able to spot every scam and you just can't no you know all you can do is say you know check out every buy, every seller that you buy from you know don't just take things at face value protect yourself that's all you can do so and I'm sure that there's people that disagree with me that thinks that, you know, the, you know, it's an admin or a moderator's job to, you know, hold the fort and, you know, man the stations. But Well, the, the thing of it is, is that an admin or a moderator can really only watch so much and things flip through the cracks all the time. Which is why you you know really the the person that's responsible for being a bad seller is the bad seller, and they're the people that have to be punished when they do you know end up selling these frauds and fakes and things of that nature yeah and 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 it's just unfortunately, there's a lot of people out there who just feel entitled to make money however they can. You know, it's it's funny. I once went to church with a lady who <clears throat> pirated music. And I'm like, um, please don't tell me that. I really don't want to have to report you to the FCC. And she's like, well, you know, these people make all kinds of money. I'm like, I don't think you understand the way that industry works first of all, and while some parts of the industry make a lot of money, the bulk of the people in the entertainment industry are the little guys that make the magic happen. Mm. And they're not making big bucks, and they lose out when people pirate movies, when people pirate music. You know, the, the sound guy who has to sit there and listen to, you know, this entertainer and make sure they sound good when they you know, do the sound stuff. And it even says in the Bible, thou shalt not steal. And yet there, I went to church with people who were technically stealing and making money off of someone else's stuff and, or at the very least, just stealing. And not even if they weren't making money off of it, they were still stealing. But they didn't view it that way because they felt entitled to have this at the price that they wanted to have it at, which was free. So we just, we live in a really kind of messed up society now where people feel entitled to take whatever they want, to do whatever they want, to say whatever they want, to whomever they want. And if you get mad at them or you tell them what they're doing is wrong, oh, you're being judgmental, it says in the Bible, thou shalt not judge. It says in the Bible, thou shalt not steal. Yep. So it's just we live in a kind of a messed up world anymore. You know, everything is cheap and easy and now, and we've forgotten how to be creative and to make our own stuff and be our our own people and... You know, we've forgotten how to take pride in our work and to appreciate what we have. 
I'm sorry. I think I'm about to get on a soapbox. Let's let's change the subject, or I'm going to start soapboxing. That's okay. Um, <laughs> I do have uh, another thing to go ahead and say. Um, have you guys ever changed internet? Um. Well, a long time ago, I had AOL, and now we have cable. Well, I t- I switched my internet last week. Um, How's that working out for you? Well, fine now, but um, I was a little PO'd on Why is that? Uh, Tuesday. Well, when I ordered it, I was on the phone with the I was on online with the rep messaging them, and I asked them straight out, "Will there be any disruption in my service during the switch between regular DSL to Uverse internet?" Mm-hmm. And I was told, "No, there'd be no disruption, no nothing," because I told you know. I can't. I can't be down because being down means I can't do anything. You know. So Tuesday, I'm working. Thing I know, my program, the program freezes. But they're okay. You know what? This is normal. It always happens. I'm waiting a few minutes, nothing's coming back. Waiting for a few more minutes, nothing's coming back. I look over at my uh, modem, my DSL button, it's it's flashing red. Uh, Which would mean it's not, yeah. I I called in. I darn near chewed this one out and knew something. The day of the day of activation, yeah, they do. Uh, there is a disruption in your service because they bring down your DSL to insert the software for your uh, for your UVerse. I was pissed. Because I did not have the equipment yet. I wasn't going to get the equipment until after 5 o'clock that day. So I chewed her out. Because I, I never got anything, not in any of the emails, that, that, you know, the day of activation, you won't have any Internet services. I finally get the uh I finally get the equipment at like, you know, six thirty that night. I of course rip open the package. Actually the woman didn't even get to the door from UPS. <laughs> <laughs> she was two steps away from the door and I swung my door open kinda of like it's here. <laughs> I think she was afraid I was going to jump out and lunge at her. <laughs> You're like snatched out of her hands. Give me that. 
<laughs> I gotta set it up now. I actually, I said, hey. "Oh, thank you." <laughs> <laughs> but two seconds after yelling, "Give me!" It's like, "Oh wait, manners." Oh, thank you. <laughs> I rip open the package. And I'm reading, start cursing again. I had to wait until 8 o'clock that night to do anything. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so that first guy lied to you. Or he didn't know. He lied Which is to even me worse. He lied to me 15 ways from Sunday. And the person I had spoken with that day didn't even tell me I had to wait till 8 o'clock that night. So the moral of my story, the moral of my story is, and there is one, whatever the company tells you, don't believe them. <laughs> hey, believe me, I, I know that all too well. There's a certain internet provider company out in my area. I will not name, but the company's name starts with a C, and they beat out EA this year as the worst company in customer service. And I can tell you that that is completely true. Yes, ma'am, it is. (laughs) How did I know? Because we got cable through them. And everyone keeps asking me, well, why didn't you go for cable internet? Because, gosh darn it, my cable might be out, which is on a regular basis. But with AT&T, I still have internet. (laughs) Yeah. Eventually, they stopped offering the internet services to me whenever I called in because we had an issue with with our cable. Because... On a regular basis, I would chew them out because it's like, what did I just call in about? I just called in because my cable was out. And you want me to go with Internet service with you people? Guess what? My cable's out, but my Internet's on. (laughs) (laughs) Because I remember when I lived in Missouri, we went, I forget what the uh, what the, the company was down there, but unfortunately, you had no choice. You had to do your inter if you, you had to do your internet through the cable company because they didn't have the AT and T internet down there. So you had to do the well, voice. Well, that's a sort of a thing that the the internet and cable providers have been doing, which I think should be totally illegal. Is they get together. And they agree not to compete with each other. Yep. So that you don't have a choice. Yeah. They're going to create a monopoly, which means that they can charge whatever they want, and they can provide poor service, but it's you don't have a choice. you got to go with us or you got no Internet. And that's technically illegal, but the FCC is in their pockets. Oh, yeah, I, I knew I forgot something. Thank you. Happy pill. Time for happy pill. Okay. Sorry. Well, see, we we had everything through them. We had the Internet, we had the phone, and we had the cable through them. 
on a regular basis, at least once, twice a week, it went out. So I oh, yeah, the that's the same thing here. Yep. I, I told the person, we have one cable box in the house. It doesn't get certain channels constantly pixelating out. We keep telling them to run a new, a complete new line from the back of the house to the front of the house. No. Instead, you know, whatever bright, intelligent, you know, repairman we had come out one day decided he was going to splice the line and put in a male-female connector in the same old line. Yeah, because that connector is going to make all the difference. Yeah, I know, ain't it? <laughs> I constantly, or like at least once or twice a week, I have to unplug the um, the box from the power to do what they call a soft reboot of the system mm-hmm. so that we can get our our um our on demand. Cause if I don't do that at some point that week it's not gonna play the on demand and I have to do it anyway. And we're stuck waiting for an hour to watch something. Makes you kind of long for the days when you could just use rabbit ears to get channels. I still miss that. Like, we have a smart TV in our bedroom. High desk, 1080i, state-of-the-art TV. I turn it on. I have to wait for it to power on because it's not really a TV anymore. It's a flat computer. And yep. so then it powers on. Then I have to select what I want it to do. So then I hit the Smart Hub button. And the Smart Hub button, then I have to wait for that to load up the what on my computer would be the desktop. And it doesn't always do that. Sometimes it gets stuck trying to do that. And then if that manages to load up, then anything I want to do, I have to wait for that to load up. And it, it, it only all works if the Internet is working properly. Yep. So, you know, it's just a colossal pain. And there have been days when I've called my husband at work and I was like, I want a TV that when I turn it on, I get stuff, like channels and things. He's like, we have TV. I'm like, no, no, I don't think you understand. I want a TV that I can hit power and it turns on. Like, not after two minutes of loading, it just turns on. And whatever the last channel I was watching, that's what will be on. It's like channel 10, it'll be on channel 10. I shouldn't have to decide between 10-1, 10-2, 10-4. It's just, it's 
Ugh, I hate it. <laughs> well, you know, it's just, you know, my mother and I actually have a TV, and we were talking about it um, the weekend after Thanksgiving. We have one mm-hmm. TV in the house that we moved into this house with. TV was nine years old then. And we moved into this house 20 years ago. 21 years ago, actually. Mm. That TV is 30 years old. And guess what? Still works, huh? Yeah, the remote don't work no more. Of course, I think we threw out the remote because it stopped working. But gosh darn it, that TV still works. Oh, yeah, we have a, in our living room, we have a 15-year-old Sony Trinitron. Why do we have a 15-year-old Sony Trinitron? Because it still works. Yep. Well, that's you when don't TVs have... were simples. All they had, all you had to do was you turned it on. Yeah. yeah. You just turn it on and it turns on. And it's advanced enough that, you know, we can switch it between, you know, source one, two, and three. Because it's it's new enough for that, but I mean, um, yeah, the Trinitron. I love the Trinitron. There are certain things I can't play on the Trinitron. I can't play Skyrim on the Trinitron. <laughs> it's not doesn't have a high enough rev- resolution for you to like make out any details at all if you're playing it on the Trinitron. But for being a TV, it works with the Wii just fine. It works with Station 2 just fine. Anything before PlayStation 2, it works just fine. So, I don't know. I think we may have gotten to a point where technology is so advanced that it's useless. Yep. Well, it's well, like, it's, um, it's overcomplicated. You have phones that are TVs, computers, and game systems. Game systems that are, you know, multi-entertainment and communication devices. And then TVs that are computers, phones, and game systems all rolled into one. It's like, well, yeah. well how many things can we stuff in this one electronic device? Yeah. When all I you need Fred. is for a phone to be a phone, a TV to be a TV. And I was telling Fred that the other day. He actually got mad at me because he is really into the whole technology thing. You know, it's his thing. And I'm not. I just want it to work for what I need it to work for, right? So I was like, I just need, you know, I was telling him that I wanted a new the, a new Nook, but I didn't want the newest Nook by Samsung. I wanted the last Nook that was a Nook. And right. it's like got a black and white screen, but it's an e-reader. I don't really read anything with pictures because I'm not five. So I don't need it to have a color screen, and I certainly don't want it to like have a bunch of apps and crap. 
I don't want another, like, pseudo-smartphone device. I just want an e-reader that just reads with a backlight so that I can read it in the dark. And I just want it to be a successful e-reader. I don't want an overly complicated thing. And he kind of thinks I'm crazy. <laughs> well, why don't you want this? You know, I mean, because you could play this on it, you could do this on it. I'm like, no, no, you don't understand. I don't need it to do any of that. Well, that's why I they need different different models of that is because some people just want it to be a book, you know, and that's yeah. all it's got to yeah. be. Well, and... Yeah, and, like, he was talking of, I'm getting, we ordered me a new laptop, because my laptop has been kind of sketchy for a while now. I'm sure on some of our recordings you hear me going, ah, stupid computer. Yeah. <laughs> so we ordered me a new laptop, but I had to tell Fred, because he's like, oh, how about this one? It's like $300, and it's got a touch screen. I'm like, no. I want a laptop. I don't want an iPhone. I have an iPhone. I hate my iPhone. And he's like, but, like, everything's, like, touchscreen now. I'm like, find me something that isn't a touchscreen. A touchscreen is, like, the worst thing you could get me. Because I, and I had to explain, I have a toddler. I have a toddler that gets jealous anytime I'm doing anything but paying attention to the toddler. (laughs) I don't need to, while I'm sitting there using my laptop, have her wrap her little hands around the screen, touch something, and download something, delete something, move something that I'm in the middle of trying to work on. It's just not a good idea. Right. And he got kind of upset, but he, he calmed down. It just... Apparently, I am a relic. But you know what? I am just someone who wants things to do what they were designed to do and do them well. I don't want something to do a million things and suck at all of them. Yeah. Well, it's just like... Oh, it's a ginormous one. Anyway, um, what was I about to say? Um, oh, it's just like, it's, you know, things that are, you know, a little bit older just seem to work better and work longer. We had to have some maintenance done on our, um, on our furnace today. Now, this furnace, has been in this was in this house before we bought it, so it's already plus twenty years. So it has to be up somewhere about thirty, forty years old. That's a good and long run for a furnace. Well, it's also you know a heavy duty one. You got there; these things were built to last way back when. They aren't like what they are now. It's, you know. Two pieces of metal rubbing together to give you some heat. <laughs> two, two sticks in there rubbing together. You know. It's just sometimes, you know, 
the older things just work better. Well, you know, nothing is really built to last anymore. If you look at dolls, like look at, for example, the Monster High and Ever After High dolls. They're ball jointed dolls, right? Mm-hmm. And that's fine, except that those joints are really fragile. Yeah. And if you think about the way kids play, basically have these dolls that the only way they're going to stay nice is if they are bought by a collector who's just going to leave them in the box or set them up on display. If they're played with in any real way by a child, that doll isn't going to last more than a couple years. No. They're going to break, and they're either going to get thrown away or put up on eBay and snatched up by some customizer, good for me, you know, whatever. But... um. They're not meant to last, whereas I have 30-year-old rose petal place dolls that have been played with and still look practically new. Yep. Because they were built in such a way so that they could hold up to play. There wasn't this reality of let's make it quick and cheap and make it look fancy so people want it, but make it crappy enough that you're going to have to buy another one. Yep. I mean, I've got um, some dolls. Okay. Laugh at me. Don't snicker at me. I still have my um, 90210 dolls and my um, new kids on the block figurine. Hey, I wouldn't laugh at you for that if I... I wish I still had my Joey from New Kids on the Block figurine. <laughs> I think that was his name. Yep. I've, I've actually got my my um my younger cousins actually played with them. You know, and they outlasted both. That's pretty cool. They went through. Two or three owners, and they're still good. See, that's a good toy when you could pass it down to somebody, and it still holds together. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But of course, you've also got a figure back then. You know, little girls. You know, when they played with you know dolls. You know, about the only thing they did was dress them up and make them kiss each other. Um. <laughs> maybe that's why you played with your dolls. Huh? Maybe that's how you played with your dolls. That's not how I played with mine. <laughs> well, you get my picture. They weren't they weren't like how kids are today, you know, grabbing on stuff, trying to yank it apart. Well, yeah, that's because back then when you got your toys, it was, okay, you're getting this for your birthday or for Christmas or for a holiday or a special thing, and if you break it, you're not getting one. You're not getting another one. Yep. Exactly. But I mean, that was why I took care of my toys, because my parents were, okay, you, you got this new pony now. You're not getting any more. You're not getting this other po- this pony again if you break it. If you break it, that's it. I, I still have my original Cabbage Patch doll. Awesome. You know, I never, I, see, I never got a real Cabbage Patch doll. I got a homemade Cabbage Patch doll because that's how poor we were. 
Well, see, the only reason I remember this that. They can only afford one ball. Um. <laughs> well, the only reason why I got it was my mother was at the Sears Outlet Mall. Not, not outlet Mall, the Sears Outlet. Does anyone remember those places? We never had one. Well, that was the spookiest darn place in the world. They had these security camera things in the ceilings that kind of reminded you of the robots from, you know, killer robot movies. <laughs> they were like giant globe things in the ceiling? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. They still have those in a... um in an outlet mall near here. <laughs> yeah. But some of these weren't shaped like a dome. Some of them were shaped like a cone. And they were just, like, wild. But anyway, she That's found weird. it there. Yeah. She found it there. Speaking of killer said, robots. Oh, my God. Speaking <laughs> of killer robots. I live in the same town as the Nike campus. I don't know if you've heard about this, but Nike has ordered robot security guards that look like Daleks. No. They have Daleks? That's awesome. Yes, Daleks. And at the moment, they're unarmed. But you know, one of these days, somebody's going to try and break in and get around the Dalek robot. They're going to be like, you know, we should give these guys stun guns. (laughs) Yeah, that's good. And the worst thing about these Dalek robots is that they're they have an artificial intelligence. They're not remote controlled. They oh, are eyes. Oh god, that is did did nobody watch the movie Killer Robots? Seriously? I guess not nobody at Nike. <laughs> Apparently we learned nothing from the Terminator movies. That is not a good idea. Do not give them a brain. They will attack and kill you for absolutely no reason. Well, if they're built like Daleks, you can get away from them if you go up a flight of stairs. Oh, no. No, Daleks can fly now. Well, hopefully those ones can't. Well, these ones, I don't believe they can. But... No, I know know the ones in the new Doctor Who series, they can hover and they can go upstairs. Oh, yeah. Dear Lord in heaven. They can fly through space now. How did you get on this topic? (laughs) I don't know. I think it was Nishi just said, oh, oh, on the subject of killer robots. Yeah, killer robots. Anyway. Really quickly. Really quickly. The only reason why my mother got it was because you remember the original Cabbage Patch dolls? Uh, yeah. They were not attractive. Most no, they they were kind of funky looking. Yeah, most of them were downright ugly. This one is oh. cute. I have to go downstairs and get her and take a picture of her and post it up so that you guys can see her. But she is cute. And that's the only reason why I got her, was because she was Aww. cute. Well, did you, did you ever see um, the Cabbage Patch dolls that they had that were, 
they weren't called Cabbage Patch Kids. They were called something else. But it was the same line, and they were like cats and dogs. The cabbage, oh, like, I know what you're talking pets. about. The Cabbage Patch Pets. Yeah, that's it. Like, yeah, it was still the same doll body, but it, it had, like, a cat head or a dog head. Yeah, I thought those were cute. My mother refused to buy me one. <laughs> <laughs> they were a little creepy at first. Um, You know. Yeah. The cat ones always kind of scared me a little bit when I was younger. As well, they shoot cats or predators. <laughs> But yeah, I even have my original Cabbage Patch dolls. As a proud owner of two cats, I can say they're definitely predatory. And yes. a bit psychotic. Yes. <laughs> I told you guys about the, the story about the kitten, didn't I? The kitten? Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure. I'd moved in with some friends, and they had moved, and her cat had kittens, and unfortunately, she had them underneath the daybed. And I was like, of all of us, I was the smallest one. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I was able to fit up underneath there, because someone had to get the cats out from underneath the bed. Oh, no. And they didn't want to move the bed, because they were afraid the cats were going to get hurt. So you had to go kitten fishing. Yep. And I got all the cats out, and every time I put the cat, I put my hand down in the box, the cat would just get up and walk off my hand. Except for this one. I got her on my hand. I got her out from underneath. I put put my hand down in the box, and she looked up at me kind of like, I ain't leaving. Curls up and goes right to sleep in my hand. Aww. And I went out and it's like I'm like standing there with this kitten in my hand and I'm staring at everybody and everyone's like, what? It's like, I'm pointing at the kitten. And they're like, put it in the box. And it's like, it wouldn't go. <laughs> they were like, well, in that case, she picked you as her owner. And she did. You know, every time she was outside the box, she migrated right to me. Ignored everybody else. <laughs> Made straight beeline. Well, that's kind of how cats are, though. They either pick you or they don't. Yep. And if they pick you and you betray them, they will snub you forever. Oh, yeah. Our uh, former roommate, our little cat, Kyrie, that was supposed to be my husband's cat, she thought she would take Dustin instead. But we moved, and Dustin didn't come with us. And she felt betrayed. And so whenever Dustin would come by to visit, a few times he'd come by to visit, she has snubbed him. Because he was supposed to be with us forever, 
And he right. isn't. In fact, we're not even friends anymore. Oh. Well, that's what oh, happens okay. when you pick your dysfunctional relationship over your best friend. Yep. Oh, that's not as bad as what happened with um, his cat. He'd had this cat for years. Okay. I moved in. I moved in with him. This is the guy, the guy I was with. His cat kissed me over him. Oh. I would oftentimes wake up, look over, and I'd have a cat in my back. <laughs> Because the cat snuck into my room and hopped in the bed with me. And he would oftentimes sleep out on the couch because he'd be watching TV and wouldn't want to disturb me. But the few times he would come in so we could sleep. Oh, yeah. Him and the cat would have a showdown. (laughs) I want to get in the bed. I'm in the bed. Too bad. That's about it, and you know, I always I always said there's only room in this bed for two men, and one of them is Pooh Bear. <laughs> <laughs> so I told him, you you two got to figure this out. But one night they were fighting, and I finally eventually turned over, and I yelled at him, it's like, you know, somebody either needs to get out of this bed or into this bed. I don't care. I need to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I went back to sleep, and the cat kind of hopped up on top of me and kind of looked up at him kind of like, mine. (laughs) (laughs) Let's just say the cat went flying out of the room. (laughs) Because the next thing I hear is, meow, plop, slam. At that point, I knew who won won the fight. (laughs) (laughs) At that point, I realized it was a human that finally won. (laughs) Well, you know, when when you're a hundred and something pound human and you're facing off against like a ten pound cat, (laughs) I mean, the easiest solution is to pick up the cat and chuck it. <laughs> well, see, luckily after that they made a schedule. <laughs> hey, have either of you ever noticed that when you're trying to customize a pony and do like boiled curls, you never have enough little pla- uh little plastic hair thingies? Oh, like the um the little plastic curlers? No, like the little clear, like, elastic bands. I have a whole bag full of those that somebody actually sent me in um, in a swap box one time. Hmm. Yeah, it seems like no matter how many boxes of those I buy, I never have enough. Now, the one thing I seem to run out of all the time when I'm doing customs is white paint. Oh, my gosh, white and black paint. You never really realize how much you need of either until you become, like, a customizer. It's just insane. Because I wanted to start doing a whole other bunch of customs, and I stripped the baits and everything, and I sat down at my 
workbench and I had cleaned everything up and then I picked up the bottle of white paint and realized there was none left. Oh, I hate that. <laughs> so I'm like, I can't do anything. I don't have white paint. <laughs> or like there will be like that one elusive color that you never use but you really need it now and you don't have any of it. <laughs> oh, yeah. That one particular shade of purple or green. If you need red paint, you have none. Mm-hmm. So my sister actually, I called my sister up yesterday. And I'm like, can you go buy me some paint? You're an artist. If I give you color swatches, you'll be able to go and pick out the right color. Because I asked my husband, and he is partially colorblind, so he won't even try, even though he probably could do it. So my sister went out and bought me paint. <laughs> Aww. Yeah, well, she's, she's an excellent sister. She fights with me. She argues with me. But at the same time, if I ever need her help with something... She is always right there, especially if it's art-related. I There have been ponies where I have called for us crying. I'm like, the pony won't listen to me. <laughs> she's like, I'll be over in a little bit. She comes over. She's like, now what's the problem? The pony's not blue. <laughs> I'm trying to get a gradient without an airbrush and it's not working. <laughs> and don't sit there for like three hours, you know. Pick up bottles of paint and get it to work for me. So Oh, that's good. Yeah. There are some customs floating out there that are partially my work and partially my sister's. <laughs> well, do we want to do at least a couple of pieces of merchandise? Well, that depends. Uh, Summer, do you have access to a computer tonight? No, not tonight. Well, I feel like we should all be able to see it or none of us should be able to see it. Plus, it's already like 940-something. Okay. I'm not near an accurate clock. Yeah, it's 9.41. Yeah, quarter till 10. Somewhere in there. Did anyone see the last episode of Sailor Moon? No, not yet. We just downloaded it yesterday, so I haven't watched it yet. <sighs> okay, I will remain oh. but quiet. Pandora, what? What? Your present is for Christmas is wrapped in under the tree 
That's you know what that's what I've gotta start doing is Christmas shopping. And you know what it feels really weird. This I is, need to um, I need to do more Christmas presents too. We've only got like four presents under there. <laughs> well, see Christmas shopping in my house, okay, normally starts the day after Thanksgiving. And we are 90% done the day after Thanksgiving. Wow. Because we all, everything we want we, is all on sale that, that day. Ah, uh, see, in previous years, every all the Christmas shopping generally gets done the seven days prior to Christmas. <laughs> Even oh, though every year I try to start early, pretty much it all gets done but a week before Christmas. Nope. We start and we practically end the day after Thanksgiving. I think, you know, my we used to, when we used to have my cousin come over with her kids, we would actually pull out the sales ads, do Thanksgiving night, We'd pull out the sales ads for the day after Thanksgiving, give them to the kids, and tell them, make your Christmas list for Santa. Because <laughs> Santa's going shopping know? tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, what the funniest thing was, my job was always, the toy department. Oh, you got the fun part. Isn't that like the... putting the in charge of the hen house? <laughs> well, see, it was also the most dangerous mission. <laughs> because you oh. had to go, you, you had to barrel in. And you had to push, shove, bite, pull people's hairs. Finger says hi? Correct. Oh my god, finger says hi! What is that? Getting cards outside the Walmart we went to the buy the cat food. This Walmart is down the road here. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Where? Where? Ooh! He went out to buy stuff and I guess they were. I guess I went to buy cat food or something from Walmart because Walmart has the giant bags. It's so hard to find the giant bags anymore. Um, and the customizer, Tinker, from the Pony community was there and recognized him because we've been to an Oregon Pony meet and was like, oh, you're Nikki's husband. Is that your kid? I see your pictures from Tinker. Cool. Which means she's in Ooh. my neighborhood. Oh. Oh. Oh no, she's gonna get tracked down now, huh? Yes. That's exactly I'm what she at... said she was gonna start doing to you. 
<laughs> I was just saying that one of us needs to write down the phone number that you prefer to call in from so that when you don't call in, we can call you. Oh, okay. <laughs> because it just doesn't seem right when we have a show where you're not there. It doesn't. You are Ooh, shiny. Yeah, well, you're you're a valuable part of the show, you know. Oh, thank you. Yes, you are. You make comments when I'm completely distracted by something pretty and shiny. <laughs> well, you know, between the three of us, at least two of us will be distracted by something shiny, and then the other <laughs> one will have something to say. You know, that's yeah. that's the nice. That's the nice thing about free. So that yes. you can have two people kind of distracted and there's still one on course. Yep. Yes. So, so Pandora, but, since I am not at my computer, since it's being all wonky, you're going to be have to be the one that takes the initiative and writes down her phone number from our studio screen and then send it to me. So that we can have that number. Alrighty, well, we're ahead of you. Oh, word. And YouTube will have a mission for next week if you choose to accept it. Fire away. Your mission is to keep Deb on the line. <laughs> Long enough for me to come on to say hi. (laughs) Okay. Because I haven't seen her since uh, the Pony Convention in um, Rhode Island. And I think I actually missed her somehow in all of the hubbub. So, I said, your mission will be to keep her on so that at least I can come on when I come home and say hi. Okay. (laughs) We shall do our best. We'll tie her to the chair and and make her stay. Yes. Bribe her with ponies and candy and goodies and shiny things. Yes. You have my permission to go into the props closet that's locked. I'll give you the keys, and you can go in there and get good old Sparky. Ooh. <laughs> Sparky, isn't isn't that the Frankenweenie from the Tim Burton movie? Yep. <laughs> but we don't mean I don't mean the dog. You're going to be getting the uh, chair. Ah. It's okay. Bungee cords and duct tape will hold anything together. Yes. Duct tape will even hold together a gas line and seal a small crack. (laughs) Well, Mythbusters did like a whole show on duct tape. They proved you can not only 
You can do all kinds of stuff with that that stuff. You can hold a car together with it and build a boat and build a raft and Yep. Not so only can you hold a car together with it, but you can make a working car. Yep. It's held together with duct tape. And and you can make a boat out of it. They made a boat out of it. Yep. <laughs> and it worked. See, I thought it was quite funny. My mother, um, there was a small gas leak. Yeah. And she couldn't yeah. get the car to the uh, mechanic. So she just Aww. used some duct tape, wrapped it up. About, you know, about a week and a half or two weeks later, it in. And the guy goes, where's the gas leak? But did you remove the duct tape? Yeah. Where's the gas leak? But <laughs> 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 well, evidently the ga- evidently the duct tape sealed up the crack. <laughs> huh. I guess like the adhesive soaked into that part. Yeah. He still replaced it because my mother did say that there was a leak. You know, he couldn't you know this was back when mechanics actually took pride in their work and mm-hmm. actually fixed the car to, when you drove away. He knew it wasn't going to do something stupid. So. So, yeah, a great thing. Oh. complete series of baby signing time and she's very excited about it but she hasn't let us open them yet because she won't let us touch them (laughs) well because she just kind of carries them around yeah she just kind of carries them around right now yeah But yeah, we're, we were very excited because we took advantage of a ten dollar DVD sale that um, Two Little Hands Productions was having. So um, normally it's much more expensive, but we got the four DVDs for forty dollars. That's not bad at all. Yeah. Because I mean, like with any foreign language second language sort of thing, it always costs a lot. And it's no different with sign language. <laughs> you know, it's a language learning system, so it costs a lot. Yeah. Compared to in purely entertainment sort of. I should probably qualify that. <laughs> okay, let's See if I can. Volume one. You know, I've been trying to look for that post. 
about the Greek pony? It you know, I cannot probably, find it at all. They probably deleted it. Oh, come on, buddy. Okay. So why not we don't want out? Yes, that FBI warning stayed on the screen a long time. That laugh is going to haunt me in my dreams. <laughs> you know, it, you know, it is funny the things that you that you see a photo of, and then you remember something. Uh huh. Um. You know, this is don't again. Don't laugh at me. One year at Easter time. You know, I worked at the um, I worked at the mall. Mhm. So of course the mall Easter bunny was out, and you know, just on a whim, just you know, to have some fun. You know, I, w- I went and I had I was going to have my picture taken with the Easter bunny, and I've done it with the Santa Claus too. Um, the workers in the mall got a little bit of a discount. Uh-huh. I'm getting the photos taken, taking advantage of that. So I walked up, and I, I figured I would sit, like, right next to him, just like I did with uh, Santa Claus, because, you know, I'm not exactly a skinny, mini, tiny little thing. Uh-huh. And the, the Easter Bunny had none of that. <laughs> You know, I read the most heartbreaking article online a couple days ago about a mall Santa. Mm-hmm. Here. And a little girl with autism who had a service dog waited 30 minutes in line to see Santa at the mall. Mm-hmm. Which is quite a feat, considering. Yeah. And she wanted not to ask Santa what she wanted for Christmas, but she wanted to ask Santa what he wanted for Christmas so she could make it for him. Aww. And when it got to be her turn, Santa saw that her service dog was a pit bull. It was wearing its service dog uniform, but he refused to see the little girl. Because of her service animal. And when he was told that he legally couldn't do that, that that was violating the law, he said, oh, well, I'm allergic to dogs. And he still refused to see the the little girl. And it upset her to the point that now she wants nothing to do with Christmas. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah. He, this, this, person who's paid to be the face of Santa Claus because of his prejudice not just ruined the Santa Claus <coughs> visit destroyed the Christmas spirit in a little girl 
And he was fired, and one of the elves were fired, and the mall apologized. But unfortunately, people just don't get that there are some things you can't take back. There are some things that even if you apologize and you mean it, you can't fix what you broke. You mm-hmm. can't unbake right. that pie. You know, once you say something, the person can't unhear it. And you can do real damage with your word, with the things you say. And, and especially to little kids. And especially oh, yeah. a little girl with, or, or any little child with a, you know, with autism, with Down syndrome, who already feels out of place as it is. To be completely rejected by Santa Claus? You know, I mean, what must that do to a little kid that Santa Claus doesn't want to be around you? Because, as as the guy playing Santa Claus put it, I don't want to be around those people. They support those kind of dogs. It's a pit bull. Well... It's not yeah, a demon. <laughs> well, and pit bulls used to be nanny dogs until people started using them for fighting. There's nothing wrong with the breed itself. They're not. They're not monsters. They're just a dog, and that you, you can train them to do whatever you need them to do, whether that be a guard dog or a fighting dog or a service animal. If you want a nice, gentle dog, that's what you're going to get. Well, that's like the the dogs that my parents used to breed. Um, we had chow chows. And every time I tell somebody that, and you know, I say, oh, well, I grew up around chow chow dogs, their first reaction is, oh, they're mean. I said, really? Chow chows? Are we talking yeah. about the same breed of dog? And everybody tells me they're so mean, they're so nasty, but I grew up around them. I played with them all the time. The way I learned to walk was I would grab onto their backs. And they never once bit me. Now, I was bitten by a dog once, and that was a lab. Yeah. And those are supposed to be the nicest breed of dog ever, but he still bit my face. And that was because he was just a mean dog. Yeah. Well, and or he might have been an old dog with some arthritis and and pain and whatever. And and just unfortunately, dogs are like people. They have good days. They have bad days. They're not going to be in the best of mood every day. And if you're a little kid and you don't know how to read the dog's body language, yeah, you're probably going to get bit. Yeah. yeah. That's why it's a parent's job to monitor their kids. But it's but, also, um, it's there's, totally there's, unusual that they would use a pit as a service dog. Well, like I said, there's no reason they can't use a pit bull as a service dog. Well, I mean, simply because of the fact that, you know, there are too many people that are afraid of that breed of dog. Well, apparently, in this case, 
it was probably trained from a puppy. Yeah. And it just showed the right temperament, the right qualifications to be a service dog. Yeah. And, you know, I don't care if Santa Claus, you know, is terrified of dogs. If if you're going to take on that role, you have to be able to conquer that fear. Because yeah. every little kid standing in line is standing in line because they truly believe you're Santa Claus. Exactly. You don't get to be you. You don't get to be Carl from Wisconsin who was bitten by a Rottweiler when he was three and hasn't liked dogs since. You don't. You are Santa Claus. You live at the North Pole, and you have magic flying reindeer. You can handle a pit bull, especially <laughs> one that's escorting a little kid with a service animal jacket on. Come on. It's clearly not a fighting dog. And it just, but it just, my point is, is it goes to show that while it's, yeah, some people are going to be afraid of dogs and whatever, when you make a choice to pick your insecurities, your fears, your prejudices above the emotional well-being of someone else, and you say something, even if you regret it later, even if you apologize later, even if you offer to make a private visit to the girl's house with the dog present as Santa Claus, Sometimes that's just not enough. Right. People need to start thinking before they speak, thinking before they act. Because once you let that genie out of the bottle, you can't put it back in. You cannot unbake a pie. So whatever pie you make, make sure it's filled with ingredients that are sweet and that are going to make people feel warm and happy. Because you cannot unbake that pie. Yeah. And that is my Sailor Moon says for today. <laughs> <laughs> and back to embarrassing moments for me. Um, as I was saying, uh, the Easter Bunny did not like the idea of me sitting next to him. Mm-hmm. So, yes, there is a picture of me at 20-something years old sitting on the Easter Bunny's lap. (laughs) There is a picture of you assaulting the Easter Bunny. (laughs) (laughs) Who I sit on his lap, okay? Despite the fact that I said, no, I'm going to hurt you. (laughs) He insisted. It was the rabbit's idea. But I took that picture and I actually gave it to my mother. For Easter. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I found the post that I was looking for. And it was actually a post that must be jewel made to her wall. That would explain why I couldn't find it in a group. 
she was asking about um, the alleged G1 Greek pony doctoring. She was sent a link to the thread on the arena, but the information is a little bit vague. Just trying to get a better idea of what's been going on or what happened to arouse the suspicion. But evidently there was an eBay auction for a mint in box, Greek baby, with stroller, and doll friend. This is the first to have a baby Greek pony with a doll, so people got suspicious of it. I mean, if it's I mean, if it's something nobody has ever seen, I would think that it would be a you know that would be what you want you would do is you wouldn't be suspicious of it. Yeah, I think when you mentioned that a couple weeks ago, I was a little suspicious of they had a doll with the Greek pony, but like a Megan doll or something. Yeah, they I, were I was saying little... that it looked like Molly or something, or but with different color hair. That it was. Yeah. There were a, that supposedly there were other Greek baby ponies that came with a doll friend, and because I know I don't know a whole lot about Greek ponies, but I never remember in any of the. Nirvana threads about them, anything mentioned about a doll. Yeah. Yeah, and the thing that like got everybody's attention was the fact that nobody had ever seen one like that. And then it was suspected that, you know, somebody in Greece is opening up mints and packaged ponies, adding stuff that never should have come with it, and selling them as, you know, mint in sealed box. And evidently this must must have been going on for about 10 years. Ooh. See, this is the first time I've ever heard that, so I was a little confused. I know, I give it to her. Don't chew on it. So. So. But evidently, yeah, you know, it's, it's, there was, like, something wrong with, you know, the stroller, the, 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 the lace style was wrong. You know, it's, like, little subtle things. That only collectors would notice. Well, it's a good thing that the collectors in the community caught it and it wasn't, you know, bought up by somebody. Well, being at a high price is actually probably what saved it because otherwise somebody else would have picked it up for a friend or you know, a family member is a Christmas present, and then it would have been, oh, this is fake. Yeah. Well, and... Uh, 
I had never heard of even a Nirvana pony being $8,000 before. Yeah, that is kind of a high price. Yeah. I mean, I don't even know of Greek ladybirds that go for that much. Yeah. I mean, I thought Greek ladybird was like the reigning queen of expensive ponies. But, yeah, evidently, I mean, it was subtle things that people picked up on. Well, I suppose another lesson we can take away from this is it pays to be an informed collector. Yep. But, yeah, some of the parts was, the, you know, the fact that you know they want $8,000 for it. You know, and she keeps coming up with having them. Mm-hmm. This is something so rare and you want so much money for it. How come you have so many of them? Yeah. Oh, did they, yeah. Did they say they had multiple? Evidently the person who's... Um, you know... Evidently, you know, she would just, you know, somehow she would have them. Mm. You know, there's actually someone who commented on this. I know the member who is selling the MIB Moondancer personally, and let's just say we used to be friends. And I don't want to be friends with her anymore as she was arrogant and only ever cared about money. So, well, there are plenty of people like that, unfortunately. And that's a shame because, you know, I mean, you could get in the community, pony community, and just be there to sell, and that's perfectly fine. But, you know, you make so much more money in the long run if you're an honest seller, you know. To be an honest business person, even if you're just, you know, somebody with a table down at a flea market or something, it's so much more advantageous for you to be honest about what you're selling. Uh, you know, I can tell you that from personal experience. We used to run tables down at the flea market all the time, and there would be dealers there that were very... um money grubbing and they would you know demand top dollar for everything that they sold and sometimes overcharge and they would only have that table down there for a week or so and they wouldn't be able to sell anything and they'd scratch their heads and wonder why well you know you drove all your customers away because you were kind of being a jerk and if you lie to somebody and you turn you know turn around and stab them in the back, of course they're not going to come back and buy anything from you. But if you're honest about your prices and your products and even if you got to make a little bit less money on each sale, people will still come back to you for anything that they want to buy. Your honesty is worth more than money sometimes. Well, and, you know, that's 
unfortunately, that idea of I'm entitled to make money, why are you buying from me, is sort of a, a, a becoming a more common mindset. I I used to work at a at an oil change place. And before I worked at the oil change place, I was a customer, right? And when I was a customer, they were all like, oh, yeah, we totally, you know, we're going to treat you right and all that. But as soon as I became an employee, they were horrible to me. And so as soon as I left, I, you know, I sent my husband down. I'm like, get all our records about what they've done so when we go to the new oil change place that we're going to go to, they know what what's already been done and can update our records accordingly. So they're not suggesting things we've already had done. Uh And the the manager of the oil change place was quite honestly confused. Why don't you want to come here anymore? We've no, I don't understand. I mean, we've always been good to you. You know, it's like you treated my, and my husband was thinking to himself, you treated my wife like crap. She came home upset every day. Why would we give you our money? <laughs> and he, yeah. you know, I guess he tried to tell Fred, well, you know, it's, we're, we're the cheapest guys around, you know, you should want to come to us because I don't, I don't care if the people, like when I go to buy things, I don't care if the people I'm buying from are jerks as long as I'm getting a good price. Like, no, there are really awesome people out in this world trying to make a living. I would rather give my money to them, you know, than go to someone who's dishonest, who's mean, who's just going to use people. And, and, but yeah, like it, there's this entitlement in our, in our society of I should be able to say whatever I want and do whatever I want, and I'm entitled. People need to let me do this because I'm entitled. You're infringing on my rights. You're how dare you get mad at me when I'm saying something that's offensive? Well, here's what, the thing what do you mean that... you don't like me? You know, trying to swindle you. I have a right to make money. Well, the thing of it is, is that, yeah, people have a right to do whatever they want, but the only problem is other people have a right to call them on their BS. Yep. I mean, you have freedom of speech, not freedom from your speech. You are allowed to say and think what you want, but you're not free from the consequences. And really, I mean, the, the, the freedom of speech basically was put into the Constitution, to make it so that people, if they felt like an injustice was happening in their government, that they could speak out against it and demand that it stop without being accused of committing treason. Because in the beginning of our country, when we were still colonies and we were trying to work with the crown on the whole taxation without representation thing, the letter that came back from England to the colonies was, you're speaking out and saying that what I'm doing is unfair, therefore you're committing treason, and sh- and as soon as my soldiers get over there, I'm going to imprison you and, and, and sentence you to death, unless you apologize. And so freedom of speech was so that you could stand up to your government without fear of 
having your life and, and liberty threatened for saying I disagree with you. It does not mean you get to walk up to a random person on the street and insult them and call them names and nothing bad will happen to you. We still have laws about harassment in this country. Freedom of expression allows you to be yourself and pursue happiness, but it doesn't give you the right to murder someone as a form of expression. We have laws against that. Yep. You, it is still against the law to express yourself by punching someone in the face. If it wasn't, there would be a lot of people in my neighborhood with broken noses. Oh, okay. My husband, my husband has. My, no, no, it, it, I, it'll just. My husband wanted to say something, but he didn't want to speak directly in the phone. And I'm not willing to do this whole telephone paraphrasing thing. Tell him to come on. We won't bite. My husband yeah. said that one of his favorite wrestlers said that blocking someone on Facebook is like closing your window of someone standing outside and yelling at you. There's nothing wrong with doing it. (laughs) Well, they put that ability to block somebody on there for a reason. Yep. You know, so it just... Unfortunately, our, our school system fails to teach people what our Constitution actually means. We teach people that there's a Constitution. We give people a rough overview of the Constitution. But we don't actually ever teach them what the, the articles in the Constitution are actually granting you and why they're, they're there. Shush! <laughs> he wants to know how this is related to ponies. It's not. It's our random talk episode. We kind of go off on re- weird tangents. Yeah, it's okay. it's it's not it, it's okay. not related at all. Oh wow! Oh, We're totally oh, in the ponies oh, after dark. Ponies are for our form of expression now. Yep. Okay. <laughs> I have now found the most expensive Greek pony on eBay. Who is it? And believe it or not. Ladybug is cheaper than her by a grand. Ooh. By a thousand dollars is cheaper than this. A wow. buggy Greek Milo Pony G1 green hair minty mint in the bag. Wow. Mm. $1,781.97 or best offer. I'm happy wow. to put down twenty dollars just to see what they would do. <laughs> they block you. <laughs> be now like, no, I'm sorry, that won't even cover the shipping. Now that now that is the most expensive Greek pony. The most expensive pony on eBay at this time is can I get a drum roll, please? 
Do we have a drum roll oh. button somewhere? Probably. There we go. A mint on card. Greek, not Greek, German baby cherries jubilee. Ooh. And mm. what price is? Another drum roll, please. $1,804.32. Wow. Much more than my wedding ring. And can I have my wedding ring that much custom. money in my life. And can you believe that there are actually some G4s stuff that is more expensive than the Ladybird? Yeah, um, I know that the first that the um, the first wave of the styling size ponies, uh, the styling size Applejack was going for quite a good chunk of change for a while. Well, really? Yeah, because they didn't re-release her until uh. Recently, actually, well, the the newest line or the newest wave that's coming out, they're supposed to have a um another styling size Applejack. But for like a couple years, they didn't re-release her, so she was going for a couple hundred dollars a pop, sometimes more. And that is definitely Bronies buying. Oh yeah. So. The most expensive G4 item is Series 1 complete set of the Milo Pony trading cards. All promos at $1,350. Oh, wow. Ah. Coming up right behind that is the Nightmare Moon Friendship is Magic Favorite Collector Series 2012. At $1,149.99. Just the Nightmare Moon? It's a a set. Evidently it has Nightmare Moon. Let me see what else it has. It has Nightmare Moon. You have... It's a Toys R Us exclusive. Yeah, I remember when that came out. I think it's like it's Nightmare Moon, the DJ Pony, Rainbow Dash, Flower Wizard, Rainbow Dash, yeah, Trixie, Pinkie Pie, Lemony Gem. I mean, you can go down to the day, you know, you know, Toys R Us and get this thing. Yeah, for probably yeah. a heck of a lot less. And she has two of them available. And this person has two of them available at $1,149.99 a pop. Who knows? Maybe somebody in another country or another area where where they can't get to a Toys R Us might plunk down that much money. Yep. And then the weirdest thing is a My Little Pony G4 pillowcase. A pillowcase. Right. 
Okay. Can you guess what it's going for? Uh, I'm going to say something ridiculous like 800 bucks. Oh, you are close. Oh, really? You are close. Eight hundred nine no nine hundred twenty four dollars and eighty four and eighty five cents. Well, it was only hundred twenty four dollars off. If this was price is right, I would have won. <laughs> yeah, because you didn't dollars. go over. That is U.S. dollars. Do you want to guess what that is in Australian dollars? A heck of a lot more. One thousand one hundred and ten dollars. Wow. For a pillowcase. Now, is it a handmade pillowcase, or is it one of the ones that you can buy in the store? Because I know the handmade stuff is going for a lot. I have no clue, because it doesn't even look like anything I've ever seen. I'll send you both the link. Okay. For those of you who are listening to this on um, recording, all you have to do is go to eBay and put in My Little Pony and then put it in to go ahead and, you know, sort it by uh, highest price, not highest price with the uh, shipping. We're just looking at highest price being first, and you will see if you are listening to this, Within a reasonable amount of time, you will see what we are talking about. That's just... Dang it. I'll retire to Bedlam. (laughs) eBay's a little crazy sometimes. A little crazy? Okay, a lot crazy. I I have not told you the best part. (laughs) Well, I mean, it's not just eBay that's crazy. I mean, have I, I saw in one of the My Little Pony trading groups, someone had a bunch of, like, McDonald's toys, McDonald's ponies, and G3.5s. And they're like, this is what I'm offering for trade. And then they posted their want list, and it was all, like, G1s and G3s. I'm like, Really? Who do you think is going to take that trade? You know, even for the G4 McDonald's toys, who who is really going to trade you a, a G4 McDonald's toy or a G3.5 and give you a, you know, a G1 Cherries Jubilee or a G1 Bubbles, you know? not going to happen. And I suppose I applaud them for being hopeful. Yeah. Hopeful is about it. But it does make me kind of wonder if I want to participate in trades and stuff in the pony community if people feel that they're making a reasonable trade offer for things like that. Because if I were just like, say, 
if I were to do a trade for a like a custom pony trade with one of those people, what am I going to get in exchange for my hard work? Yeah. You know. Well, up next we have a mint and package. Princess Christina. Oh. $820.04. Oh, I don't want her that bad. But you know what? These mint and package ones, they're all coming from the same seller. Well, it might be just somebody trying to unload a lot of their collection, you know, pay off some bills or just because they don't want to collect anymore and they just want to cash in. Actually, I don't think so because their their username is Paradise Auction. Well, then it's it's probably somebody that got a hold of a large collection or doing an estate sale of something of, of that nature. Well, but really, who has that many, like... Mint in box ponies as part of their estate. Yeah. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I only have one mint in the box anything from the 80s, and that's a Cabbage Patch Pony. I used to have a mint in box um, Happy Tails. Pony, but um, I ended up sending that to Calavista because mm. I made the decision that uh, uh, I made the decision that I would rather have my ponies loose so I can play with them. Mm-hmm. So I sent my yeah. mental box to Kella. I mean, this woman, she's even got a. You know, the um, Blank Project Pony. But you can still buy from Hasbro for $4.99. Oh, yeah, I saw that they still have those on their website. Yep. You can still buy her for $4.99. I'm going to have to buy a bunch. She has her up for $16.95. Maybe she's hoping people don't know. That's not too unreasonable a price, but yeah, if people don't know that they're still available, they'll probably buy it for that. Yeah. Have you seen the yes. giant blank project ponies? Yeah, those are very rare to get. I think I've only and, seen one actually in person, and that was at a Virginia meet, and it was sold for something around $300. Yeah. And the bad thing was that all of us stood around the woman that was thinking about buying it and, like, convinced her that she really needed it. Because we're all each other's enablers at a pony meet. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then uh, the next biggest item is, and this is still more expensive than the Ladybird. 
<laughs> is there a ladybird up for sale right now? Yes. I'll get to her in one second. A My Little Pony Crystal Rainbow Castle. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not even mint in package. They're just claiming that. And all of these photos are stock photos. Mm, that concerns me. Okay. They do not have any actual details other than the stock photograph the stock photos, the stock item description, the stock specification. And they actually actually dropped the price on this thing. It was originally $1,062.95, but for only, I have no, no clue how much longer, you can get one of three for $787.32. Whoa. And that's one of the G3 castles, right? Yeah. Yeah. I just picked up a G3 castle last week for eight bucks. (laughs) Boy, did I get a steal. (laughs) And and as I said, everything on this ad is all stock. That's concerning. For that much money, I want actual photos. Yeah. Because these aren't even well, stock like photos. like when I found that one, um, that one G3 Valentine pony, and someone was advertising it as a G2 prototype. It has to be a G2 because the bottom of the foot was marked 2003 or something. And I'm like, um, so I contacted the seller, and I tried to be very casual about it, and I said, um, what? What makes you think that this pony is is a G2? I mean, it doesn't look like any G2 I've ever seen. And, I mean, like, do you have a certificate of authenticity or something saying that it's a G2 prototype? And the seller accused me of harassing her for asking that question and threatened to report me to eBay. I'm like, well, you're welcome to try to report me to eBay, but as a buyer, it is my job to ask questions if I'm a little unsure about a product, you know, it's my job to make sure I'm asking the right questions before I buy. So, but yeah, I mean, and the girl was trying to sell that one Valentine pony for $500 because, oh, it's a prototype, one of a kind prototype, but it wasn't, you know, it was one of the Valentine ponies. Mhm. You gotta love it. But are you ready for the? Uh, are you ready for the grand finale here? Sure. Yes. We have finally reached Lady Bird, which has been by tra- by traditions dictates 
<laughs> See, this is tradition here. We talk in pony tradition here. It dictates that she is the most expensive pony on eBay. Am I correct in saying this? Generally, yes. So. It's okay. usually a, a fight between her or Mimic. $750. Yeah, still too rich for my blood. She is it's too rich for mine, but I almost feel like that's cheap in comparison to what we've been hearing. Yeah. She is number eight. I'm the most expensive ponies on eBay right now. And you know what I just thought of? Hmm. Why don't we make this a weekly thing? Oh, what, where we go down through eBay and see what the most expensive pony thing is? Yes. I think, I think that's that would a great be cool. idea. We, we pick I a think number. that's an awesome idea. We pick a number that would be doable, you know. I'd say between 1 and 10. Okay. What number do you think we should do? Whatever um, Ladybird is, if she's on eBay, that should be our stopping point. Okay. We'll use Ladybird. Go ahead. To Ladybird or the first five if she's up top. Okay. So here we go. New tradition on My Little Pony Talk. We will go to eBay. We will search the most expensive ponies at that moment. Awesome. I think that's a great idea. Mm-hmm. That sounds cool. And who knows, maybe it'll help uh, that person sell their thing or, you know, keep somebody from buying something they shouldn't be buying. Yep. Bring more attention to the eBay. Make people pay attention. (laughs) Which is always good. You want to pay attention to what you're buying. Especially if you're going to be plunking down $1,000 or more. Oh, yeah. Okay, and here's another one. Um, the most expensive pony that's going to end in the next five, in five minutes. How's that? Okay. Okay, let's see. I'm I'm searching through it right now. Okay, that's where five ends. The most expensive pony item that is going to be sold today, as we speak is ending in two minutes. It ends at 9.45 p.m. Central Standard Time. It is a six-piece Milo Pony Pinkie Pie Ash Alaya Fluttershy Applejack Dolls Big Seacon 
Does anyone make any sense of that? No. No. Well, evidently it's six-piece uh, plush dolls. They're 16-inch. We have Fluttershy, Applejack, Rarity, Twilight Sparkle before she becomes a princess, Pinkie Pie, and Rainbow Dash. And she will be ending in two minutes at $124.85. And unfortunately, mm. unless someone snipes her, she will now, not are be those handmade? Are those handmade dolls or are they the, the Hasbro ones? It doesn't say. Hmm. And unfortunately, they will not be going to a home. Unfortunately, right now they are ending with absolutely no bids. Well, it might be somebody either waiting for the last minute or might just be too high a price for some people. Yep. Oh, there is 41 seconds left, so we, we I will watch this auction until it ends. Hmm. <sighs> oh, excuse this me. Live auction ending. <laughs> 30 seconds. Okay, here's another thing that we can do. You know, we have an auction that's ending in five minutes. It'll be the most expensive. Mm-hmm. We will watch the clock as it ticks down to see whether or not it sells. Ooh. Nine seconds. Eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. And come on, eBay, give me the results. I feel like I'm watching race racing results. <laughs> <laughs> and unfortunately, it has ended with absolutely no bids. However, it looks like this same set, the exact same set, is being sold on a buy it now as well. Hmm. For $2 more by the same seller. Hmm. Well, maybe they'll just be able to sell that set again at a buy it now price. Some people just don't like to fuss with the auction. And they have six available on the um, on the buy it nails. Well, see, then it was probably it didn't sell because the people that wanted it just didn't want to futz with the uh, the auction aspect of it and just clicked buy it now. Yep. <sighs> Ah! <sighs> 
This is the worst cold ever. Still haven't kicked the sniffles, huh? No. I'm at the part where it all wants to run back into my throat. Unless I spend like an hour blowing my nose to try and get it out someplace else. Aww. And I still have a temperature. Oh, no, that's not good. At least it's below 101. Ooh, well, that's some improvement, I guess. Well, yeah, considering at its height during this cold that I've had, it was 103. Oh. Yeah, see, right now I'm only at 99.5. So. Which is why I haven't left the house in over a week. Mm. Okay, now you're becoming me. (laughs) Well, I guess if, if I'm only in my 30s, and I'm having a hard time kicking this cold, imagine what it would be like if I decided to go out anyway and infect people who are elderly or who are little kids or who have an immune deficiency. Yeah. And so I just, until I kick this, I am in the house. This is a good thing. Occasionally wiping everything down with Lysol. Good idea. Just be careful with that stuff because you know it. I I have seen it, and it is a proven fact that the more antibacterial stuff you use, you kill off good bacteria in your body that your body needs. Well, see, I don't normally use antibacterial stuff. I usually reserve it for when I'm actively sick, just to wipe things down. So that I don't get reinfected. Yeah. But it's not like I'm one of those perpetual hand sanitizer people. Yeah, I mean, you know what? The funniest thing is, I worked in an office where I worked with a bunch of people who were like that. Okay. Guess who was sick more? <laughs> the people who used hand sanitizer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, I don't, I don't really use hand sanitizer um, because I'm allergic to fragrance, and almost all hand sanitizers have artificial fragrance in them for some god awful reason. Um, <laughs> it's in everything, seriously. But um, yeah, I just, I use it if we've been sick really bad. To try and like, I don't know, get everything back to neutral. But yeah, I don't like. I don't use antibacterial soap. I don't use hand sanitizer. Um, 
In fact, actually, usually the only reason I'm using Lysol wipes instead of just soap and water is because I'm too lazy to carry around a bucket (laughs) of soap and water. But, um, yeah. I hope you ever go out simply because it's dangerous when you go out. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of dangers. Uh, Speaking of dangers... Lucky Clover has broke her foot again. Aw. Oh, no. She keeps re-breaking this foot. I told her maybe it's time you go in and get a bone scan. Yeah. You know, if every time you trip you're breaking a bone, it, that that's probably an indicator of something. Mm-hmm. But but she probably won't, because people just don't think of that. So, Lucy, I have opened up a dialogue between basically you and Deb and me to go ahead and discuss Monday. <laughs> oh, Okay. <laughs> Well, as soon as we're done on the air, I will go into that dialogue box. Because as I mentioned, my computer is acting kind of sketchy right now. So my internet device is, in fact, my phone right now. Until the new laptop comes. I did tell you guys I did decide to go ahead and do the, um, the stimulator, didn't I? Yes. Mhm. And you want you want to know what the funniest thing is? What's that? I have to go in and have a psyche valve for it. Oh goodness! How's it gonna work when you're still on your happy pills? I just won't take happy pills. <laughs> I just a psyche valve for Basically, that concerns me. Well, actually, I was reading on the website, and it actually makes sense as to why they want to do it, um, because they find that people who are depressed and get the spinal cord stimulator, it just doesn't work as well for for them. Huh. Well, yeah, I can kind of understand that. Because with some forms of depression, it's it's either a chemical imbalance or something that has to do with the electrical currents in the in the spinal cord. Yeah. It, it depends on what kind of depression it is. Yeah. And it's actually a good thing that they do require you to do this because then they can say okay, yeah, you are going to be a good candidate because you are mentally sound for this. I just well, I mean, I suppose, I suppose it's good so that if someone isn't going to be helped by it, they're not spending the money or the time on it. Exactly. So I just have to remember not to talk about the pink flying ponies that talk. Yeah. <laughs> Don't ride in on your unicorn. <laughs> oh gosh darn it that's what I was going to write in on 
Darn it! I was gonna have you know I was gonna have um Princess Twilight Sparkle fly me there. Darn it! Well, unfortunately, you might just have to ride you know Pinkie Pie in. But then again, <laughs> that's not a good idea either. <laughs> I just thought about that. Maybe Applejack would be a better choice. Or maybe yeah, that Applejack's Jack. kind of normal. Or even Fluttershy. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Have you guys seen the Fluttershy party lights? No. No. Okay, well, there's apparently, you know, like you have strings of Christmas lights. Well, they have a string of lights, except the lights are in the shape of Fluttershy. Oh, I tried to tell my husband that that I needed them, and he looked at me like I was growing a horn. (laughs) (laughs) I like the party lights. (laughs) And my husband was like, you don't even really like that line of ponies. (laughs) But it doesn't matter. It's a pony. (laughs) It's a shining pony. It's a pony with lights. Oh, shiny. No, I reject reject all information about ponies. And I said, really? He's like, really? I'm like, who does the voice of Discord? It's like John Delancey. I'm like, clearly something got through. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're about to get cut off by Blog Talk. Okay. All right, well, why well, don't we have Kimono say Pony Night Nights? Ah, uh, crap, I'm not at my computer. Let me see if I can rush there and get her in before they cut us off. Okay, here we go. It's going to be close. This is Kimono, and you have listened to... Bye talk. See you next week. Bye bye. Oh, you got her in. You got her in. Oh, guys, I just realized I don't have the G3 McDonald's Scootaloo. So if anybody happens to see her, I need her. Which version? Yeah, because I have a couple in my bait box. Not the 3.5s, the the regular 3s. Okay, I'll look and see what I have. Preferably the 2008. Is that the one with the extra paint on her face or the one without? The one with extra paint on her face. Okay. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Nope, that's butterscotch. Uh, I don't have her. (laughs) 